Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, how you doing? Daniel Ruiz-Tyson is available for Monday the 29th of March 2021 with me, Daniel Ruiz-Tyson, episode 317. Hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. If the clocks in your home are relying on Kodak batteries, the Poundland king of batteries, then this is definitely the show for you. It's 1707. A late start uh, for the show today. I put my clocks forward on Saturday afternoon. Otherwise, I'd forget. Did the same last year. That made for a slightly shorter weekend. Just a weird weekend, but it's the only way for me to get these uh, time switches right. I didn't even know that it was Good Friday this week. A potential guest told me when I tried to set up an interview with them for um, for the football show this Friday. I've subsequently had my aunt reminding me not to eat meat on Friday. Like I say every year around this time, 1999, the only good Friday where I cocked up, stuffing myself with a Burger King, confident that I'd be successful by the age of 30 only to walk past a Methodist church in Clapham and uh, saw a big banner outside proclaiming it was Good Friday and I was crestfallen. But to this day, that's the only Good Friday that I've got wrong. And coincidentally, it was the only Good Friday where I wasn't living at home and that's why it happened. There was no chance of that happening while I was still in the old uh, family bedsit. So it's a late one today. I might just need to upload the show and avoid any big editing, not worry about any hard swallows. I've already had one there just about 10 seconds ago. Otherwise, I'll uh, still be here tonight. And uh, given the uh, the current state of my health, I'm not sure that's going to be the, um, the right thing for me. I've spent eight hours today prepping an interview that I've got uh, tomorrow. I've been pulling the post-it notes out of a book. It's a used book, and normally I wear gloves to handle these, but because I've got all these post-it notes that I've got to pull out that I recycle and use in the next used book or new book that's been sent to me uh, by publishers, um, it's just easier not to wear the latex gloves that I use uh, the library um, that I use for the library books. And then I've had to clean everything afterwards. I've had to clean the desk. I've had to clean the uh, the keyboard here, the mouse, the phone. But I've finally done the prep. I do think. I mean, I actually made a real stab at speed reading the book for this particular guest, and it's a book that I've read before because I've interviewed this guest before almost twenty years ago. But I just wanted to refresh myself. But it's still an awful lot of questions I got lined up. And I'm always banking on the fact that the guests are going to be so into the interview that because I've done my homework and they like looking back at their career, that they're not going to be 
impatient if the show if the interview rather runs beyond an hour and a quarter and so far I've been lucky there was one guest I think who kept jumping the gun and I had to lose questions that I'd actually prepped because he'd already covered them in earlier answers where I was trying to follow his career path chronologically so I'm just mindful of that I still haven't gone to um gone back to a former player who said he would only give me 20 minutes, not because I'm necessarily upset about that, but, well, I was a bit put out, but simply right now, until I nail down the speed reading, until I can hone in on a particular part of a career when it comes to any guests who are just going to give me a little bit of time, then I've got to stay away from those. And uh, at the moment, I'm just trying to speed everything up. What I'm doing today, I wasn't going to do it. I was going to do it first. Then I thought, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'm just going to click here. And yeah, I'm actually doing it, but I won't be able to edit it. Though it's looking like it's going into the yellow here. So it's uh, the levels are quite loud. I'll tell you what I'm doing in a moment. So at the weekend, I subscribe to a trial version of Adobe Audition, which is only seven days. I'm sure it used to be longer. And this is the go-to editing software for Windows users. This is, you know, the best audio software out there for a Windows user. And I would have bought it outright. If it was possible to buy it outright, I would have bought it outright years ago. But I don't really like subscribing to stuff because you're just paying more money long term. But I am at the stage where, well, I was at the stage a long time ago where I really need this software for my work because uh, Audacity is limited. There are things I can't do with Audacity, which I really need to do simply because of where I live. The noisy manhole cover, the blind spot, which means, you know, police sirens are always on. There was a brilliant interview. I think it was a brilliant interview that I did with one guest for the football show last week. And of course, there's a police siren in it. And I keep telling myself, stop the show, just stop the show when a police car's going past and just tell them to pick up their answer from a certain point again. And I just didn't do it. I just, you know, I just genuinely couldn't be asked. I'm just worn out by that stuff. But something like Adobe offers what is called a noise gate and that means it will clamp down on some of the uh, audio issues that I'm constantly having that Audacity can't quite fix. The trick I have with Audacity is before I record the show every week, it's a little trick I've been employing the last few months, I just record 10 seconds of silence. And of course, it's not silent because I'm on a main street, so it's picking up the traffic noise. Then I record the show as normal, and then right at the start of the editing process, I go back to that first 10 seconds of silence, I select it, I click, uh, I think, view noise profile, so it assesses what the noise is on that. Then you unclick it, you click on the rest of the audio, and then you click noise reduction, and it reduces the noise based on how noisy it thinks the audio is, and it's going on the basis of that first 10 seconds of audio. If you're not interested in audio, that's going to be very boring to you. And uh, th these are simply things that I've had to learn out of necessity. Hopefully something like Adobe will, Adobe Audition that is, will uh, resolve some of those issues. But I've only got five days left with the trial. I think four now, actually. And what I'm going to do is I'm recording on this, and then I'm just going to have to learn later in the week how I edit it. I've, I've printed off a, a manual. I've just got, 
I, you know, just haven't had time to play around with it. I had to buy some cables, which I think went missing last week. I, I think I mentioned that. It might have been last week that it happened, and I haven't mentioned it. The cables that I bought went missing, so I had to buy them again. I had to wait for a refund. I've got this YouTube video that I'm making extensive notes on, which is now allowing me to record guests on WhatsApp, which is critical for the older guests who don't want to download Zoom. I had a conversation with a radio producer last week who rubbished Zoom, which is how I feel about it. It's not great for audio. It really isn't, you know, basically for audio, ideally you want to be recording on audio only apps. The mistake that podcasts, uh, that podcasters even are making, including myself in recent months, are doing Zoom interviews because that is not an audio medium. So I've got about four days left on the um, audition trial and then I've just simply got to find a way of finding that £20 a month I'll need to pay for it. And at the moment, the plan doesn't extend beyond selling some of my football books as soon as I've done all the research needed for guests. There is no other plan beyond that to finance the Adobe audition, but I'm going to have to take the hit on it. And, you know, my what I'm paying at the flat has gone up extensively, which uh, it needed to if I was to have a chance, and that's not certain right now, if I was to have a chance of staying here a bit longer so uh, I'm in a bit of a tight spot, but you know, onwards, upwards, and all those cliches. I've got the website renewal more or less covered for next month, but the next thing is going to be this uh, Adobe Audition uh, software. And uh, so sometimes when I'm having to buy used books or new books, new football books, because that show isn't making anything at the moment. I want to limit the outgoings. It can't be, you know, just a loss maker, another one. So I just sell the books on eBay. If they're books that have come by publishers, I don't bother. But if it's come out of my own money, then I've just, you know, I can't have those books here. I I do the work I need to with them and then I sell them on. And uh, I haven't sold much on eBay for years. I think this is the only, this book that I sold last week is only the second thing I've sold in recent years and I've forgotten how to do it and you know I'm not good with numbers and I took a book to weigh sorry I took a book to post and I printed off a label for 66p I was confused already because I'd bought the book on Amazon and the the, the postage was 180 for it so I thought well that's how much it's going to cost me for some reason eBay deemed it the postage cost as 66p and I thought well I'm going to have to contact the buyer because I don't want them thinking that I'm skanking them out of one pound fourteen. I said, give me your bank details and I'll refund you the money. They said, no, don't worry about it. Thank you for your honesty. Just hand that to charity or, or send it first class. So I thought, well, I'll send it first class, went to the post office. They said, you can't send it first class. You're going to have to, there's the police car. I think you heard that. Um, They said, no, we can't add the extra for a first class stamp on the label that you've got there via eBay. You have to start from scratch. So I've had to go to eBay for a refund on the 66p. You know, it all adds up. And I had to pay for, I think the second class post was over £2. But I did it anyway, so I just paid that. The guy wanted it sent first class. I said, I'm not going to be able to do first class. Otherwise, there's no point really in selling this book. And... 
the guys were saying to me at the post office, well, does that look like, you know, one gram to you? And it was a hardcover book, about 300 pages. And, you know, I don't know much about grams, ounces, kilos and all that. But even I knew that that was more than one gram. And uh, one of the guys at the post office, this guy with a very greasy and grayed ponytail, said to me, he was smiling and he was saying, how much, you know, because he told me to put my book on the uh, the scales. He said, I bet it's 250 grams. I said, well, not quite. It's 247. Still, I was impressed. He was doing a bit of a Rain Man routine, guessing the weight of an item just like that. And they said, look, forget about printing eBay labels. Just come here and weigh your stuff and we'll print the labels for you. But I can't do that. I had to do, uh, I'll have to weigh the stuff first, of course, before I advertise it on eBay uh, to sell. So I know, you know, what postage I'm going to charge buyers, etc. But, you know, it's all uh, solvable even. Here's me trying not to do any editing this week and uh, I'm tripping over words. And just backed away from the mic there for a hard swallow. Um, I can see in front of me, I think there are, Six or seven books that I've bought via eBay, which are going to be going on eBay again over the uh, the coming weeks. And uh, I even risked a trip to Poundland last week to buy some uh, padded envelopes. So April almost here. This is the last show of March. And, you know, I can feel the spring blues coming for me as they do every year. It's just uh, the first few weeks of spring, as I say every year. I don't know what it is about the spring. I maybe it's tied to you know tied to the birthday possibly i think maybe it's that because that is something that really does genuinely depress me every year but you know by may i think hopefully i'm okay and just getting on with it and looking ahead to the summer but spring is the one season that always causes me problems no run today i was hoping to get out for a run i even thought maybe i could get out for a run at 1800 hours but you know what i'm going to do today is i'm going to just check after 1800 hours to see how light it is there so there's no chance of me getting locked in the park again as happened a couple of times during the winter but I won't be able to get out for a run today what I'm gonna do is go out hopefully tomorrow morning although it is nice weather for for a run today and I did get out on Saturday morning unusually uh, for me and I was out in the park by about 0900 hours and it was good because there weren't many people about and I enjoyed that, and I didn't have to tweak my route too much to avoid any uh, heavy footfall. There weren't too many dogs about. I don't know what it is about the park where I live, but there are a disproportionate number of greyhounds. I've never seen so many greyhounds in my life, and from what I know of greyhounds, because a friend's mum had a greyhound and he always said they're really nasty dogs they're very temperamental but i see so many greyhounds round here ideally i would have got out for a run this evening i've seen quite a few people today though because i'm right by the park walking in you know big groups not not you know no one that i've seen is exceeding that um, group of six thing that we've got today as the lockdown eases finally but definitely a lot of people have the same idea of going to the park so i would imagine the park because it is a nice day here in london that the parks are going to be pretty packed and as i said last week i think i'm one of those who's going to have a bit of post-lockdown anxiety because i'm just not sure 
that everyone is going to be approaching this post-lockdown period in a calm manner. I do think some people are going to be going crazy. And on Saturday night, I don't know if it was within the building or a couple of doors away or whatever, but someone was having a, a party or a small gathering and, you know, off their heads screaming. You know, there was a woman screaming regularly as the music was playing. And I don't know, for me, that comes, that that goes to a, a, a lack of, well, it's it's about discipline. It's about respect for your neighbours. But yes, this is difficult for all of us. This is such a strange way to live. But okay, you know, you want to relax. That's great. You want to unwind. But does your unwinding have to affect your neighbours? I just find that uh, really selfish. But I had my earphones in. I think I was listening to some uh, another Sherlock Holmes audio play and I, I eventually drifted off but I did feel quite tired on uh, Sunday morning so let's push on uh, with the show by the way before I go into this uh, next thing you can now find some of my writing at com. I thought it was time to get myself on Substack like a number of writers are doing that so S for sugar U B for bravo S for sugar again, T for tango, A for alpha, C for Charlie, K for kilo. Just in case you don't know what Substack is, and uh, to be fair, about a week ago I didn't either. Anyway, subscribe to my newsletter there. I'm hoping that it motivates me to write. You're listening to Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available episode 317. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 1607westegg, facebook.com forward slash DRT available. All the work is at danielruiztyson.com. There you'll find links to PayPal and coffee.com if you want to or are able to make a donation uh, to support this work. Any donors will have the latest uh, bonus shows uh, sent to them via WeTransfer. Most importantly, the best way to support this work is via the Patreon page. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. I appreciate the ongoing support from you patrons. Strange dreams over the uh, over the weekend, and also part of last week as well. Um, a catnap yesterday afternoon, those always give me very vivid dreams, and I fell asleep during the England game yesterday, early evening, woke up, it was finished, and I'd had a really horrible dream where the melancholy was overwhelming within both the dream and those moments after I woke up, and, you know, it was my my mum was in the dream, I think. I was back at Mayflower, as I often am when I'm having these dreams, and it wasn't a great dream, and I was thinking, why do I feel like this? You know, why do I feel uh, so alone, apart from the fact that I am very alone? But um, why has this feeling become the overriding feeling that I have this last decade? You know, how do I finally shake this thing off, whatever it is? There was a better dream on Saturday, I'm pleased to report. It was a, an overnight dream, traditional dream, and I suppose you could call it, though it's rare for me these days. The Home Secretary, Pretty Patel, in this dream was coming on to me. 
awful politician, I think, certainly one of the worst Tories, but very good looking. And I welcomed her dream advances. And uh, I have to say, I was disappointed to wake up right now. You get your action wherever you can take it. Earlier in the week, I had what was certainly one of those feverish pandemic era dreams so many of us are having. And in this dream, I was back in an office and I was horrified about that. And I was wearing a mask. I still hadn't got the face bracket that uh, Gemma in Canada had uh, tweeted me about. So I was struggling with another baggy mask and I hadn't double knotted. I was very uneasy about being back in an office environment. The office itself was really tiny it was a central government office you couldn't open any windows it was relying on air conditioning and I was worried you know I was thinking well how they cleaned those air filters it was a, a tiny office it was rammed with staff and the corridors were very narrow I had two colleagues in front of me speaking Yiddish and one of them printed out a list of staff names which they blue tacked to a wall and my name was on there and I stepped up to the wall and I saw that it was a list for staff that were being entrusted with bringing in cakes for the team on certain dates. And I thought, screw that. I'll take another P45 for my collection instead. The boss had a skin issue, ichthyosis vulgaris, that scaly uh, sort of scaly fish type skin condition and being an amateur dermatologist. That was the only plus of working there. I was fascinated by the uh, fine light grey scale. So those are the dreams that I've been having since I was last with you. If you want to get your pandemic dreams into the show, uh, drop me an email. DRT available at westegg1607.co.uk. Moving on, a message from Rebecca on the Instagram page. And uh, Rebecca on there is at Cozy Sea Shop. Remember, that's Cozy with a Z, or as that English podcaster who I had to stop listening to would probably say, Z. Thanks for the shout out, begins Rebecca. I got a kick out of hearing my name on the show, and I had a long debate in my head about Cozy with an S or Cozy with a Z and settled for the Americanism because as much as I pretended to be British in my mind in my 20s, I figured it's okay if I'm actually American and that way I won't confuse the locals. But I think about my British and Celtic friends and their lovely Cozy Colour Honour Programme Theatre, etc. Rebecca also commented on the bit about my lifelong GP retiring, which I spoke of last week. Listening to the latest show last night, she said, It's amazing as a woman to know men can see the same doctor from infancy. I had to change to adult doctors when I hit 15 as a girl because of female reproductive systems, basically. I know exactly how it feels to be attached to someone from our past, even if we weren't terribly close, but who are a direct connection to significant places and periods and peoples of our lives and the sentimental recognition of an end of an era. Very eloquent and very true, Rebecca. These milestones, uh, she finishes, keep coming, especially in middle age, I find. They certainly do. I did say to my aunt, and I, I still haven't got around to it, but I did say to her that I'd have to send a card to our GP on behalf of all of us thinking him for what he's done for the family over the last you know uh several decades i haven't done that yet but 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 i will but no doubt at this stage the card is going to be late because he retires on wednesday and uh yeah my aunt uh, certainly wants me to send that card 
le tenemos que dar la, la gracia. ¿Cuántas veces me ha visto el y a tu tío los Of course we do. We need to thank him for everything. How many times has he seen my and seen your uncle's I saw my uncle for the first time in almost uh, three months on Friday. Him and my aunt were, as usual, going at it by the time I turned up. While I was there, their census form arrived. I did it for them online. Took quite a while to complete. Regular listeners will know my aunt has in recent years started to dispute her date of birth and claims she's younger than her official birthday. My uncle, who's long dined out on being her toy boy, he's nine months younger He's not having any of it. So I had to look through some documents to ensure all their information was correct that I was inputting onto the census form online for them. And lo and behold, and it's not the first time I've seen this, my aunt's official birthday is actually eight days before the day she actually celebrates her birthday. So she's even older, according to this, uh, according to these documents. And uh, my uncle had a big smile on his face. My aunt wasn't happy. Uh, another argument ensued as I left theirs to make my way to Little on Friday afternoon with their tempers short. They both said to me, best thing you ever did was not to get married. Don't get married. My aunt, of course, couldn't leave it there. If only he would shut his mouth, we'd be okay. Let me give you this week's breakfast update. Uh, toast this morning, a return for toast after a surprise two-day run for crackers. Still, crackers find themselves very much the backup breakfast here. Toast have now taken that top slot 28 of the last 33 days. But we'll see if crackers can maybe build on this uh, unexpected uh, two-day run from the weekend. A Nectar Points update. Uh, you'll be pleased to know... What was that? Was that another of my sounds? Uh, you'll be pleased to know I do have a receipt this week. And uh, having said that, um, well, no, just on the receipts, I had an argument with a security guard in Little on Friday because I had to return to uh, Pies because the packaging had split. And uh, I made sure that I told him, look, I've spoken to the supervisor. He says I can just swap these that, you know, that I've paid for with all my shopping. I can just go over there and swap them and get uh, some pies where the packaging hasn't split. And he started handling my receipt. I said to him, what is the point in observing the whole COVID safety stuff? If there you are barehanded and you've taken my receipt and now you're handing it back to me, that makes no sense. Didn't get much out of him after that. I did change the pies though. So this is... Um, my nectar update for last week. My previous points balance, I went in there with 184 points. This screen, you know, I thought this screen had resolved its issues. It's a Philips monitor screen. They didn't replace it. They made me jump through so many hoops trying to uh, get a refund on it or trying to get a swap on it. And in the end, I just couldn't be bothered. Not for £100. I'm not spending more time you know, back and forth with these guys. I thought the issue might have resolved itself with the latest update, but I think I need to download the latest graphic drivers, and I'm just not a tech guy at all, and just not getting much done at the moment. Every day I've got loads of other stuff to do, and even that doesn't get done. Just uh, chasing my tail. Let's get back to the nectar point. Skimmed milk, uh, four pints, bought uh, two... Big pots of yogurt, my go-to yogurt. Bought some more uh, decaf uh, coffee. That's never cheap, but I found a bargain there. Bought uh, 
some loo cleaner, had to buy some more refuse sacks. I'm, I'm, I've had to up my uh, average cost at the average cost of my refuse sacks because my go-to bin liners at 99p, um, you can just see all your rubbish when you're taking it downstairs. They're so thin and transparent, and I just thought, well, it's not a great thing. It's not a great look, you know. It's like wearing some see-through underwear, really, or a, or a swimsuit. As um, as I've seen in the past, you know, when I've been swimming, you see someone in, in, in um, I remember a friend's mum wearing a, a swimsuit where you could see everything. You thought, there's nobody telling her. Okay, what else? Bought some mixed beans, a tin of mixed beans, and I bought some crackers. Sainsbury's own crackers, 39p. Total cost last week was um, £12.23. Three, that was worth 12 points, leaving me with a new points balance of 196 points. That's worth uh, 98p. The big news in terms of uh, Sloth Saturday was the return of my go-to calzone conversion pizza these days, the Little Meat Feast, which since the autumn has displaced the Sainsbury's thin and crispy chicken pizza. It's a dreadful pizza, if Truth be told, I mean, the base is awful. It's just too thin. It's it's very cardboard-like, and this is the little one that I'm talking about. But I did what I always do with budget food. You keep at it, okay? The, the, the key is the key is you brutalize your taste buds until you like that product. I can't see now how the erstwhile first-choice Sainsbury's pizza gets its number one slot back from the little meat feast. I'm like Christopher Lambert in Greystoke. I've sampled life in a Scottish castle. Sure, it's comfortable, but it's not me. And, you know, by the end, I'm just missing the jungle. I've got to get back to the jungle. Didn't go overboard on the toppings on Saturday, but in... You know, I'm constantly trying. It's a bit like the podcast. I'm constantly trying to find new ways to improve the Calzone conversion. And lately I've started, and I think this came from when my sister was here for three days at Christmas. And I think she diced up an onion one night. I'm not a, well, I don't mind onions. Garlic is a no-go for me. I just think it's so antisocial. So I diced up an onion. And because I'm dicing up an onion now, I don't want that in the bin overnight. So a big part of my Saturdays and and not in a great way is I have to get dressed, put on some outdoor clothes only and and bin all the stuff that I've used for the pizza in that evening. And it's only, you know, uh, what, a 60 second trip. But there's so much footfall in this building at the weekends. There's a chance you're going to run into someone. So, you know, I've always got my ear to the door. You know, is it all clear now for me to go down and just put the rubbish out and get back in? So that's where my calzone conversion has left me now. I have to go out, even if, you know, just to put the rubbish out, I have to go out. But I can't go out in my indoor-only clothes. It has to be in my outdoor-only clothes. So I've got to change just to put the rubbish out and then change back into my indoor-only clothes when I get back. I still manage to overeat, though, despite going easy on the toppings. And, you know, overeating that, after all, is what Sloth Saturday is all about. I don't think I probably eat enough during the week. Lunchtime, I can maybe overeat sometimes. But overall, I'd say I don't think I maybe eat enough during the week because I'm paranoid about putting weight on. And I can't work out if my midlife abs are down to all the exercising and running or simply because I'm living on the breadline. 
I haven't been able to work that out. Okay, let's bring you the um, the latest Star Wars results. I thought it had been a busier week in Star Wars football, but clearly I've been too busy to actually play as many games as I thought I had. I just had to stop there because this word subscription, well, this office subscription that I got at the start of the year, I think I just put my Star Wars results notebook down on the keyboard. It obviously connected with something um, because the PC started reading out some of the results that I've got on my screen. And I couldn't stop it. I haven't worked out how to stop it. It's not come out on the audio, which would have been quite funny, actually. I could have just left it in there. But I don't know what had happened there. I've not come across that before. Not sure what that was. Anyway, let me give you the results. FA Cup quarterfinal last Tuesday evening. Ord Montel in the second all-second division clash against Lirasan. Ord Montel 1-3-1. They've gone through to the semi-finals. Um... Oh, this was a big one. This was a derby. Empire versus Hoth. Empire had beaten Hoth in the Christmas Cup semi-finals over two legs. They'd also won at Hoth 3-0 in the league back in November. But Hoth continued their brilliant run of form. They won 2-0 at Empire. There's the voice going. They won 2-0, extending their run of games without conceding a goal to six. Meantime, uh, Hosnian Prime of the second division, they were at home to Tatooine. It was a comfortable 3-1 win uh, for Tatooine. They go into the semis too. And possibly in the clash of the round, X-Wing against um, Rebels. X-Wing came back from a goal down to beat an informed Rebels team by two goals to one. They go through to the FA Cup semi-finals and the draw for the cup produced uh, the following semi-final pairings Ord Montel face Hoth and Tatooine the holders face X-Wing those games will be happening in the next few weeks yesterday in league week 10 still only on week 10 Hoth were in action again they were at home to Death Star the league leaders and Hoth won 1-0 again no goals conceded. Uh, they now have gone seven games without conceding a goal. A record for the Star Wars at Silver Age. And the goal was scored by Han Solo, assisted by the droid K250. That's Han Solo's sixth goal of the season. He is Hoth's leading goal scorer. They've now gone level on points with Death Star. Their second only on goal difference they've reeled Death Star in. They were six points behind, but Death Star, two successive defeats for the league leaders. Uh, there's a saying in Star Wars, doing a Death Star, which usually means uh, folding during the running, and it looks at the moment as if they're doing it again. They handed debuts to two uh, youngsters, and really, is that the kind of thing you do when you're trying to close in on your first league championship. So many questions for Death Star to answer. And of course, it looks like Spider-Man, otherwise known in Star Wars football circles as Captain Spiders or Spidey, um, he, after so many injuries, is retiring at the end of the season and his replacement has now arrived, potential replacement, that is, uh, a retro Star Wars figure, Hoth Solo. Very similar build. Good shot stopper from what I've seen in training. He won't be making his debut until uh, next season. There is uh, currently the number two at Death Star as an action force figure known as Sky Blue. Lovely uniform. And he looks like a very good keeper. But those action force 
figures can be a bit lightweight, sometimes not ideal uh, if you're keeping goal to have a very uh, lightweight frame. But uh, anyway, still quite a bit to go in uh, Silver Age Season 5. I'll bring you more results next week. And that is it. That is the end of today's show. And I think hopefully that's the final hard swallow of the show. If you've enjoyed the show and have yet to do so, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It will be a massive help. And it is the only way for any audience, for any podcast to grow. And that is a big deal for an indie show. Don't forget, if you want to read some of my work uh, to subscribe at danielruizthyzen.substack.com. I'm back on Friday with a live edition of Trial You Want. The podcast of that is usually out by the Saturday. More work for me at the weekend. If you can't catch the live show, maybe you want to download the podcast. Worth giving the show a try. Do follow the podcast at Trial You Want underscore. Bear in mind, I don't run that Twitter account. That's my co-host, and I've noticed uh, he's unfollowed a few accounts. So if by any chance any of you who follow that show have found yourself unfollowed, please do know that that is not me behind that. Get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Keep washing those hands. I'm Daniel Ruiz-Tyson, and this start of the week, I have been available. 